Hey, welcome to Missouri Loves Company. I'm Brock Wilbur. <laughs> I'm Vivian Kane. And tonight we have a guest. We have a guest tonight. <laughs> Uh, who we are thrilled to have here, who was my first friend in the city because we'd been internet friends for forever. Uh, and we met up and it was nice to, uh, it is always a fun thing for my wife when I bring internet friends home or have them come stay with us. And she's like, do you even know who this person is? Like, well, they're like a Pokemon avatar on Twitter, but they have a hundred thousand followers. And in the middle of the night on drugs, we DM. Uh, and like, I think that that's a good person that could come just stay in our house. Yeah. They don't, they, they stop staying in our house after a while. <laughs> Adrian, say hello. Hello. Hi. Introduce yourself. Who my, are you? My name's Adrian. Hi, Adrian. I'm You're Adrian a water type Pokemon? Um, I, Electric is type. There, is there an air type? Sure. An airbender? No. Mm. Is it air, isn't there an air type Pokemon? No? I know there's fire, but I'm not a fire type. Adrian, how yes. are you? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm very confused about what types of Pokemon there are out there. I think they came out with a new game. That's all I know about Pokemon. <laughs> go. No, keep it's talking. Po- Pokemon Go. <laughs> yes. Rock's good yes. at jokes. Good job. Good job. Well, no, I, I was listening to everything that you were saying, and it's such a weird... Wait, you were listening to yeah. us? Oh, so God. We, oh. That was a closed yeah. conversation. Well, no, cause, well, okay, because I'm... Talking to the mic. Oh, my God. I am. <laughs> How close do you want me to get? No, Does not this like that. Good? God. There you go. See? That's the example. I turned you up on top of that. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't originally from here. I wasn't, I wasn't born here. Mm-hmm. I grew up mostly here, but it's... What, how close do you want me to get? That's what I'm At a point. About. Back off just a little bit. Yeah. Want, do do, do a new level. It? Back off just like where I am here. Yeah. Now talk. Is this fine? Uh, one second. Keep going. I'm trying to make you happy. Maybe. Yeah. I know we're sitting oh, on different sides issues. of you, so... I'll just sit like this. Is the level okay? Yeah, actually, I'll that's perfect. Go like yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, I grew, I was born in Seattle, uh-huh. in Bellevue, before everything blew up in that area. And when my parents got divorced is when we moved here because my mom had family here. And You also look like the most Seattle kid. I, I thank you. Thank yeah. you. You have a beard. You have, you have a beard. I was bored and the, with the beard. Yeah, so. The hair toughs up in just the right way, oh, and like the way that your shoulders and how you fill out, like it just seems well, thank like you. Thank you. You should have been in every opening band. I would. I have. No, I. I might have more money, than, <laughs> depending upon the time. You. So. You have a constant Jesus Christ post, just oh. like uh, people can have resting bitch face. You have a Soundgarden song as as who you are. Oh, sad. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, no, so coming here was, was a giant culture shock, because um, as you guys are talking about, and even though it was at a completely different time, because it was in the 90s, going from a place where people were very open and accepting of, like, difference of opinion or race, and religion wasn't really something that people talk about, and then coming to Kansas, where it's like, hey... How's it going? Mm-hmm. Are you are you Christian? We know you're literally unpacking boxes in your house, but that's one of the first questions we wanted to ask you because it's important. And not only that, but you mentioned Johnson County. And Johnson County yeah. is, is an interesting area because most people, when they think of Kansas in general, they're thinking of West Kansas. They're thinking of the farms. They're thinking about even past where Brock was yeah. in, in Salina. Where there's, I, like, I met people today at this at this drinking thing that were from the small towns west of me that like looked to Salina and are like, that's the big city because exactly. it has a mall. And I was like, oh, you're fucking life. When yeah. when <laughs> I drove, I don't think I've told this story yet on on the podcast. When I drove, I drove from 
LA out here and uh, the last day of the trip, which, well, th then there was a little half day from Salina to here, but I was meeting Brock and Salina and like after the Oklahoma, Kansas border, <laughs> um, I was like, well, I'll stop. I was trying to plan out my, my meal stops and like growing up, uh, like if last, last resort was like McDonald's or something like that. And so I was like, I don't know, I'll stop anywhere, some diner or McDonald's or someplace. There was literally not a place to eat between uh, the the border and Dodge City, which was then too close because we had dinner plans. And like, I, I just, I'd never, I didn't know. It was, I mean, it was great to drive through. It was an amazing drive, like watching the scenes change from Los Angeles through New Mexico and up through, up, up through there. But like, I didn't know, I didn't. I, I didn't know what small towns and non-towns... I didn't know it got smaller than small towns. Like, I, I come from <laughs> a different... What's smaller than small? Ice cold! <laughs> I come from a different place. <laughs> but, yeah, so, and so most people, when they think of it, or when I talk to them, they, they think of that, that small area. Yeah. When they think of Kansas. And then you talk about a place like Johnson County, and you're like, wait, these th there's nothing but, like, mansions in mm. this area. And there's there's just way too much money. Yeah. And the amount of houses there are is equal to the amount of churches there are. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so many blocks. And so it's completely different of what people. It, when I played SimCity 2000, there was never the mega church option that then <laughs> bequeathed these small parts oh, of that's the SimCity 2017. That's what. Well, SimCity Sim yeah. Sim uh, 2017 <laughs> says, okay, you you've got a mega church. Would you like a mini mega church within like a mile of it? And then would you like that to then be a four points to form a cross of mini mega churches <laughs> around a mega church? And that's how I think you just invented Olathe, Kansas. Exactly. Exactly. That's where it is. If you don't know, it's it's a it's a frightening area where yeah. where they're like, okay, we have a mega church and we have a whole bunch of apartments and houses we built around it uh -huh. to be part of this society because we've also built a mini strip mall that has a movie theater and grocery store and barber for all the people who go to the church. But then just a couple miles away from that, you have the exact same thing. And the people who are like, well, we don't exactly believe in your mega church beliefs because of this one passage that we think is different. Uh -huh. So we're all going to be at each other's throats all <laughs> the time. One, methinks not. I'll do the Kool-Aid and that will be a new religion. And that is, and Olathe is where, uh, if you've ever listened to my episode of uh, Good Christian Fun, that's where my family uh, got horribly fucked by somebody running a mega church. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is, what is the emblematic thing that comes from that is that like they were using their money to make these strip malls and stuff because they were like, the future is in just owning a small city like being like christ can be a suburb yeah. like it's it's terrifying oh, yeah. <laughs> and that everyone in there is just like well i if i shop at the store and i go to the movie theater i guess i just go to the church too and then they're saved <laughs> yeah hey, unless they're a couple blocks away and then they're like oh wait what's the jewish community center doing right here which there is the one it's, it's a literal, there. Yes. It's, yeah. it's in the middle of all the mansions and there's a whole bunch of mega churches and then in the middle of it right next to um, Menorah Hospital, you've got the <laughs> Jewish Community Center. Oh. This sounds a lot like when Brock and I went out to the Nebraska Furniture Mart and you were explaining <laughs> how this used to be nothing and then but there was a NASCAR track and yeah. so they built a town up around the NASCAR track. It sounds a lot like that. I, I used to go to Nebraska Furniture Mart when it was just out there in, in a field by itself. And Nebraska yeah. Furniture Mart, if you aren't from this area, is basically like a, a home run 
uh, sort of like I- Ikea that's like a family runs. There's one it's here like and one in goods. Omaha. It's, it's, it, you, it feels like a home goods meets Ikea. Yeah. But it's Warren Buffett. Yeah, it's Warren Buffett. Yeah. It's his company. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> Look, I'm a Buffett, I'm a Buffett head. Uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 like an IKEA, but like it's 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 even bigger. And it, <laughs> even Viv, when we were pulling up, was like there are different parking there are different lots entrances for, for the, the different like, departments. Kitchen over here and living. This is the living room lot. <laughs> and and how they work inside is that you uh, we got a bed there and we walked in and you you pick out your stuff, and the saddest employees in the world are like an old salesman who just had to learn to use an iPad Willie Loman yeah. Willie Loman the third Willie Loman had to learn to use an iPad to check you comes out. up with an iPad an, yeah. an iPad that they've chopped off his hand and replaced yeah. it with yeah. an iPad <laughs> but it's not like a new iPad it's like the original iPad oh so no one steals it yeah exactly <laughs> Wi-Fi Loman uh, he comes up you, he takes your order and then that's it you, you, you swipe your card uh, and that's there's no place to check out so like the stuff is delivered to you later uh, and for our thing, they couldn't get the bed up the stairs, so it became this whole nightmare of a thing right before Thanksgiving. But it is fun story. It is a weird, different other thing. Uh, but they had this. They had a store out here in Kansas City, and it was just in a field. <laughs> There's nothing fucking around it. And then they built a NASCAR track in Kansas City. And if you don't follow NASCAR, which I assume if you're listening to this, you don't. Uh, NASCAR comes to the NASCAR track in Kansas City. A day a year, one goddamn day. Uh, and with that amount of like influx of people because people travel to come watch cars do drive. Uh, well, maybe they'll crash. It's maybe exciting. they'll crash or maybe they don't. <laughs> the fucking craziest thing you can do at NASCAR is that you can actually rent a little CB radio and you can listen to all the pit crews, which is insane to me because it means the pit crews had to learn because of their audience to stop cursing when they're talking to the guy <laughs> in the car. Like you can't say like the wheels are on fucking fire. You have to be like the wheels. Oh buddy. Are on fork and fire. Fork and fork and fire. Oh my fork. Uh, it's so, actually two races now. Did you know that? Cause they, they, yeah, they have to, so there's two days a year that they come out yeah. here now. Uh, and it built an entire city and it's, it's so much bigger than my hometown. Uh, it's just a billion Applebee's and all the <laughs> all the chain stores and things you could ever fucking they want. They built and, a town around yeah. it and <laughs> one shitty casino. Don't, for, don't forget a, that a casino and and a uh, amongst the hotels one that has like a log flume. Yes, <laughs> like the yes, great Great Wolf Lodge. Is great Wolf that? Lodge. Yeah, and uh, a Cabela's. Yes, where you, you but can, the Cabela's is like off in the distance. Like it looks like it's perched on top of a plateau, so that people can snipe. I guess people at the race car Cab- track. Uh, Cabela's is Costco, but for like uh, being Hunters. a hunter. It, yes. Yeah. The theme of this episode is what businesses out here are comparable to in California. So Kroger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we've been talking for a while. Adrian, who are you? Why are we talking to you? I, I don't know. That's a, I'm, Adrian is a film critic out here. Yeah. Um, and you introduce movies. You introduce yeah. movies at oh, the yeah. Alamo. Yeah, you yeah. I, I host. That's yeah. actually earlier today. Today is a, the Saturday, the second. Mm-hmm. I did uh, the Polar Express, which was S'mores with Santa. Ah. And then I, I, I almost bought us tickets for it because I still haven't seen it. And I know yeah. I have to. Oh, they're, they're doing it, it next in, weekend. I saw it when it was in theaters the first time and I haven't seen it since. And it was my first like foray into the uncanny valley. And I yes. never want to go back. Oh, the, the most uncanniest valley in the film yeah. is the fact that they have Eddie Deason voicing and mo-capped as a small child. 
so I was uh, with a friend at USC uh, when Zemeckis premiered uh, the epic poem. What lies Wendell, beneath? Uh, Beowulf. Oh. Beowulf. Yeah. <laughs> Not what lies which beneath. Which was the follow-up to the Polar Express. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one of the kids in the audience was like, "Hey, so this mocap thing." No one fucking likes it. Yeah. And and it's so disconnected. I like, don't know. A dozen fans of the Beowulf movie would like to differ. Please write to us if you're one of the Beowulf fans. You can be our next guest. Was uh, that Charlie Theron? You're going you're gonna, to yeah. uh, get a letter from Roger Avery of all people now. Fine. Is he, is I, he I have out, a, by the way? Or what's happening? That, we'll talk about that. We'll off talk about it yeah. later. It's a, uh, but Stephen this, Avery? No, no. Oh. Uh, Roger Avery. Guilty. Who did... Yeah. Who did um, uh, what's it called? Um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And Rules of Attraction. Stephen and Silent Hill. And Killed a Person. And Killed a Person. Yes. And for a long time, I so tried Adrian, to... So, Adrian, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like... This... I'm a person who knows way too too much about movies. <laughs> this this USC student was like, Zemeckis, why are you making these things yeah. that no one wants? And Zemeckis answered, uh, this motion cap thing is the future of movies, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep doing it. And eventually people will submit. And when he said people will submit to an audience of film students, like I've never, I've never heard a deathly silence like that. That was like, Hey, the future just fucked you. Like just so angry. Like I will just keep doing this. A thing. No one wants. I mean, isn't that what James Cameron has been doing for like a decade? Yeah. And like Zemeckis at least kind of stopped. Oh, you, you liked Avatar. A lot of you liked Avatar. Okay. We'll do a dozen more avatars. 10 years later, you will submit. Well, that's that's that, that's he he says that at least yeah he says that at least how he long has he been talking about it he also said that he was going to do that uh, anime adaptation for a while battle angel whatever evangelion no an, another evangelion one. no that was weta who was doing that forever adrian who are you i am a movie person that's oh so you, you're a film critic out here, right? Yeah, and you yeah. introduce movies at the Draft House. Yes, because I, I know way too much about movies. It's been my life for way too long. And about a year, year and a half ago, I decided that I need to come out of my shell more. Because I'm somebody who normally um, submits to anxiety and, and depression more than I'd want to. Is <laughs> what our anxiety says inside yeah. of us every day. Yes. And yes. we say, fuck you, well, I'm going to go talk about movies in front of strangers. Exactly. Well, and that's, what, that's what I decided yeah. about a year and a half ago is that I I was listening to a podcast that was based out of Kansas City. and was listening to a guy who was going through something that I had gone through several years earlier um, as pertaining to a divorce. And I was like, I connected with him and I was like, I need to get out there there more if he's been doing it for a while and he's not letting something like that stop him why am i letting these inadequacies that i have in me stop me and so the last year has been huge in in starting to write online getting to go to things like south by southwest and fantastic fast as press um hosting movies here in the kansas city area doing a a small but piddly but still fun podcast and getting people to come on. You have a couple of podcasts. What are they? Promote them now. Well, I I have one, basically. It's called Phantom Zoned with a D so that we don't get in trouble. So that's the the height of it. And sent to the Phantom Zone? Basically. Basically. Um, This is is also fascinating to hear because you seem like the most outgoing guy in the world, but also... I do too, and we all suffer from anxiety <laughs> yeah. in this room. Well, no, so. I, I love that. That was there was a night like that. I'm not going to name any names, so nobody feels any weird at all. But at Fantastic Fest, there was a point where I was talking with a whole bunch of different writers, and there was a point where one of them was just like, "I, 
I've loved everything that's been going on this week, but I've just had lots of trouble with my depression and that I'm glad I was able to get a couple of reviews out. And then it dovetailed to everybody talking yeah. about that. And it was like, okay, I feel better. All these other people are scared of everything in the world. It's not just me. Yeah, thank thank we, goodness. We all have it. We're, many of us are slightly medicated. Many of us have imposter syndrome. We all are just trying to deal every day. And it's this, I don't know if this is what literally everyone in the world goes through or if, I don't know, people like us are drawn to these professions, mm -hmm. but it sure is prevalent in in the online writing community. A, a friend who's a writer reached out to me today and we had a long conversation uh, and uh, they are going through a thing where they just got sort of their diagnosis figured out and they were worried that like their diagnosis erases everything that they've ever done or written because if they were to reveal that to somebody mm -hmm. everything that they've ever done will be seen through that lens mm -hmm. i was like okay well there's we we are in this weird renaissance where i feel like everyone that i write with or work with is so open about that sort of thing yeah uh which is uh, like when i first got onto twitter in like 2011 uh, I feel like I was posting a lot of stuff that was just like, here's where my depression lives. And my friend uh, Mike uh, wrote to me one day. He was like, hey, I know you're starting to get into comedy. Do you know what would be the biggest fucking bummer in the world is if just every day uh, Zach Galifianakis told us uh, how sad he was. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll keep some sadness to myself. And like ever since then, and that thing, I was like, there's a delicate balancing act to just like fucking bumming out everyone all the time, but being open about what you're going through, yeah. but also helping everyone else that's going through a similar thing. And like you, through other writers, I, I've learned so much about imposter syndrome. And I feel yeah. like it is one of those things that when you learn about it, you start to experience it in that way. And you're like, oh, is that what that feeling is? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you also just, just talking about like specifically mm -hmm. you, 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 I am glad that you don't do like, this is how sad I am all the time comedy, <laughs> but then I don't know if you like store it up to fucking weaponize it because <laughs> I mean, thinking about pieces like you wrote a piece just a couple months ago about your your recent diagnosis as bipolar and that like that was more powerful than a million days of this is how sad I am comedy all the time. Like to actually understand our brains and to, to uh, like communicate with our own brains is I think so much healthier. And if you want to turn it into content, better content and more, more engaging than like, I don't know. I'm just really sad all the time. Uh, to, my, actually under, my, to actually understand ourselves is powerful. It is. And my writing hero, Nathan Rabin, uh, who. Rabin? Rabin. Rabin. Nathan this, Raptor. Is this, is this, yeah. is this Uma Oprah? Is Uma going to show up? Who, who, who was at our wedding and, yeah. who, and who wrote something nice for us and, and, and came with us to Kansas City for the first time. Mm -hmm. He is the person that I learned about uh, imposter syndrome from. And I have often thought that this is a very uh, critic-based thing because when you make all your content about when your art is writing about other people's art, it is very easy to one day wake up and be like, the fuck am I doing? All I do is write about what other people do. Well, but also, what do I do? Also to make it worth it, you have, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, but no, like, that's my, it. The other side of that <laughs> is that like, to be able to comment on art, mm. you have to, have commentary worth reading. Right, and yes. do I? Do I ever? Who yeah. knows? Well, that see, that's, yeah. that, and that, that makes it, that brings up a great point that I found myself in, in, in a weird place <laughs> th this last week. And if this 
turns into a shouting match, it's totally okay. Because <laughs> for the people who are listening, I guess that's what they want we'll half the time. We'll just back away from them. We'll um, figure out our levels. Men are bad. We're not, Stop I, stealing my dialogue. This is, this is, this is more than that, you, even though I want to ask There's you There's more than that. I, I, I want to ask you to be on... on, on uh, my podcast, yes. partly partly for for that example, just because I want to see what happens when you. Because I, I didn't mention it, but we we watch like the worst movies, and it's not like in a how did this get made? Oh, we're we're finding fun bad movies. It's, yeah. it's more like no, this movie's got a two point three on IMDb, and there's only four people who've watched it. And one of the comments of the one that I watched this week, the person said, the best way to watch this movie is turn off the sound and face the monitor the other direction. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm so glad I'm watching can I, this. Can I ask you a question that yes. I wanted to ask you sure. on Halloween when, okay. when we hung out and you told me about this podcast? Oh, I didn't I'm want to the, be difficult. <laughs> by, the, by the way, I am the, the secret uh, friend, me and my wife, who got mentioned like two episodes uh, ago. Yeah. And I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah. they had friends over and we are those friends they them. referenced. Can I can I ask you, so you, so the podcast is watching like the worst, yeah, like you said, not the worst, not like The Room, not like the best no, worst no, no, movies, no. but just the worst movies. Can can I ask you, how yes. many movies have you watched that have been made by women? That have been, it, it, it varies. Does it? Yes. That's good. I, I didn't want to let, I wasn't like, I'm coming in wanting this answer, but that yeah. is not coming the answer. I was, <laughs> that's not the answer I was expecting because all, oftentimes like mm -hmm. women don't get the chance to make bad content. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm really oh, glad okay. that well, you, they get to do it once and then never again. But, on or, it, but honestly not even at a level that you would ever see reviewed. Yeah, like right. if it's that bad. So I'm really glad that the answer isn't none. Men yeah. can you just keep learning from their mistakes. And well, men, men can go to, men can go to school for, film and then put out a film and it's out there and maybe they'll never do anything again but yeah. well, their, their okay. numbers are large. You, you'd actually find this interesting and it's something that we've mentioned in a couple different times. So there's people who are more often than not it's actresses as opposed to actors who've gone on to do something with, with their career and you're seeing them at the start and we're usually like don't necessarily judge them on this because you see what they become and they're the ones who are in the craft. They took a job, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the rest of the men who are in this have done nothing yeah. with their career. <laughs> so if you want to at least, you know raise somebody up and we unfortunately had one actress who ended up in three different movies and, and, and by the third movie we were like, listen, she's trying and that's more than yeah. anyone else in this movie's done. So if you have to have somebody that you want to support and yeah. put on a pedestal, let's put this actress up on the pedestal. It's not her fault that people are saying, we're going to cast you in these shitty yeah. things. She's an up and coming actress and she's like, I'm going to take whatever I can get. Yeah. I mean, what? So. yeah, there's no shame but yeah. in that really. But you've had movies, you've reviewed these terrible movies that some of them have been written and directed by women. I think there's like one, one yeah. or two. We never set out specifically for that. And there's yeah, no, and I'm not going. saying yeah. you should. No, I, no. I'm, I'm just, I wasn't expecting any of them. Because then you'd be, be shitting on women. Yes. No. I, <laughs> hey, I personally, I've been happy that, like, if it was, like, in a different way where all of a sudden I realized, we've done 20 of these episodes <laughs> and 17 of them are for women. Maybe we're going no, about this the wrong way. No, but that's so the world not. I want to live in where that wouldn't be something <laughs> by, you notice. Where by accident you could watch that many... <laughs> God, if you well, if you want to look at it in a positive light, we're covering all these movies. We haven't had that many that are by women, so statistically, we're saying that women have a better no, chance that's of making not, a better no, movie. No, that's right? not what you're saying. No, no, don't do it. God damn it! But I really, really appreciate you trying. Viv Vivian, what's that knife you have in your hand? There's no cheese around for you to cut. Am I safe? No, okay. my God, no, okay. you are not. 
Okay. And, and do, no, not, do not try to defend your position any further. You will. No, no, that wasn't. That was that was to, to, to get the reaction that I was hoping for. Because it's because you can't because I've seen people go that route when it comes right. to, to things like with movies. And they're like, well, this is the logic inherent in it. And it's like, no, that's no, not. You, you can really that's twist not that how it around works. any direction you want. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like being, well, but no, look how. I, I look, wasn't trying to catch you in a feminist no. trap. No, I, it's okay. I, I was not expecting many, like, many, like I said, many bad movies. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit ton of bad movies get put out there. Uh, Men are more likely to put out a lot of shit because men are more likely to be able to put out whatever they want to into the world. Uh, so and, I just, I was just curious. And the arrogance. No feminist bug. fucking traps. I was just curious. Well, I, I think for the type of movies, that, <laughs> that, the type but of movies that we try to, feminist fucking traps, no, yeah. just nothing else, just that. Yeah. I'd buy one. Yeah. People would ask oh. me about it you, at least. Do you see the shirt she's this? wearing right now? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, my shirt right now, I, well, I haven't tweeted this one yet. Brock, oh. Brock came into to my office and was like, uh, Oh, I got you too many presents and you'll be mad if I give them all to you on Christmas. So here, I'll just start giving you all these t-shirts. And this one says, uh, your patriarchal show of dominance is in the next castle. And I wear it every day. <laughs> well, I love you. She does actually wear it every <laughs> yeah, day. It's, it's really, really comfy. <laughs> but when it comes to these, these bad, bad movies, the interesting thing, because like the ones that we're looking for are literally, like I said, when it comes to like a 2.3 right. or below. So that that's the category we're looking for we're looking we're not looking at much else yeah. other than that so it i think it's because you have you have one or two things happens in the movies you either have arrogance of power that derails everything in the movie <laughs> or you have people who are just desperate to make a movie yeah and there is no female roger corman like that's his, sort of the I mean, his I wife mean, we know his, i know who his that wife. is but for other people listening who don't <laughs> Oh, so Roger Corman, like... Uh, I definitely know. Uh, so in the in the 60s, uh, Roger Corman sort of invented, like, a, a, if you don't know how distribution worked in mm -hmm. films, basically there were these uh, A-run theaters, first-run theaters where, like, new big movies came out, and then there were second-run theaters. And, uh, and then there was sort of, like, the place that, like, this is what necessitated the creation of B-movies. They were just the the one dollar theater that you would go to in the afternoon and sometimes that would be movies that like were big movies that ran like six months ago they're just uh running later and roger corman came up with basically the idea that the asylum films people who are now sci-fi uh came up with which is like okay so alien versus predator is coming out what if we call it aliens versus meditor uh and roger corman started making films like that ripping off the big films that were coming out mm -hmm. and he beat those films to theater <laughs> Uh, and the, and he was also just like uh, he's he's the Bloom House of like money at the time where he's like if you're gonna use a pencil I'm gonna charge you on set like the guy never lost a dollar on a thousand fucking movies but also he launched the careers of Jack Nicholson yeah. he invented uh, and and like James it, Cameron who James Cameron yeah, yeah everyone started for basically two decades with him because he was a guy that was just like. This week we're shitting out another movie. It's called Little Shop of Horrors. And like in two decades, somebody will turn it into a musical and I'll get money from that too. And you're like, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but I'm, it's, um, God, no, I'm blank. But yeah, we were talking about that. It's just all the careers that, that he started. But it, you know, his wife, 
uh, I want to say it was Linda Corman. I really apologize if that's not her name. But apologies to not Linda Corman if that's not exactly her name. <laughs> to 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 the actual person mm-hmm. whose name. But his his wife was the same way, where she would he would produce things off to the side, and then she would produce yeah. a whole bunch of stuff like Chopping Mall. She produced. She did Chopping Mall. Yeah, she produced <laughs> Chopping Mall. And Chopping so, Mall is a movie see... set in a shopping mall where uh, there's no chopping. Sentry uh, uh, robots uh, go around and just kill a bunch of t-shirt uh, teenagers that are t-shirts. fucking in the mattress store. Yes, yes, they <laughs> the locked up. It's Dawn of the Dead, but with murder robots. And now we have Sentry robots that look just like the Chopping Mall robots. <laughs> and the Chopping Mall tagline is "Chop till you drop." It's the <laughs> best fucking B movie poster. It's it's a yes. poster that's better than. A movie in mm-hmm. the same way that Strange Days has a better trailer than a film. Like it's just. <laughs> oh, I have a but yeah, I had no idea also. she made Shopping Mall. Yeah. Of course, no, she, and she, she should made... because that made money back. Yeah. I'm still giving it money now in 2017. <laughs> exactly, it, but it had the name Corman, and that was the thing is that lots of people didn't know, and so they saw the name Corman and they thought that huh? it was uh, him way necessarily. To, way to trick so. him into buying your movie, Linda. Uh, or, also, in what Linda. world did Corman stand for quality? The 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 C in Corman is actually a Q. <laughs> it's, it's a Quoke. quality. <laughs> a quorum, a quorum of Quormans. But since we're talking about movies, and since you guys have moved to town, one of the crazy things for for this city compared to most others is in a thirty five mile radius of where I live, which is about five mile five ten miles from here. Mm-hmm. There are twenty, 20- which in LA would have been an hour drive. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. So here it's only about fifteen minutes. Um, there's twenty seven theaters. There are so many movie yeah. theaters, and we- there, there's certain movies that can only play at certain theaters because of the engagement that they have, like. The Tivoli, which is one of the art houses in town. I finally went there. I saw Lady Bird. It was awesome. Lady Bird's great, but the... And the Tivoli was awesome. It's a cute, You very told me how quaint. to pronounce it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it is an art house theater in our neighborhood that is snuck mm-hmm. into the side of a building next to a bar. And, and yes. I have to say, like, we looked at it and I was like, I, I, am, a, I am a movie person, but, like, even these are too esoteric for me. <laughs> so, like, Lady fucking Bird was the first movie that's come there that yep. I wanted to see. I ran into a couple that was like, there and they were like, we're going to see the Jane Goodall documentary. And I was like, I, wish I, I, I heard on you. NPR that I the wish. director of that <laughs> said he refused to make a Jane Goodall documentary. And they're like, well, we're going to go pay to see it. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Weird yeah. bummer. Yeah. But they had the, the movie The Square that uh, won at uh, Cannes, but that Alamo Draft House here was going to get it for their film club. Is that the one about the art gallery? Yes. Yeah, I want to yes. see that. It's, With the man with the no shirt? Terry Notary, who is known because he he did King Kong, and he was also in the Planet of the Apes movies. I've I I only read internet backlash at oh, this okay. point. <laughs> well, then you should know about King Kong. Yeah, he's he's so, the one who did mocap for the most recent King Kong. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I've seen his body now. Yeah, yes. it totally makes sense. Uh, <laughs> the internet backlash I'm referring to is that to at the premiere of it, uh, the guy. Uh, Within the movie, it's a it's basically about art. Oh, you're talking you're, you're talking about the Fantastic Fest, yeah, showing of it, which was yes. after Cats, yeah, that people were very upset about. Yes, uh, it is a movie about disrupting art and art spaces, and this guy basically within the movie, ostensibly like goes into a space and just causes a scene, and they the actor came out after the movie and mm-hmm. just broke a bunch of shit and scared a bunch of people in the you theater. could hear it in the other theater and didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Like this is like the worst version of the room screening. Like if Tommy Wiseau was like very violent and strong. <laughs> yes, he wasn't. I actually sat a couple seats 
away from him when they premiered it <laughs> at South by Southwest. And there was a point at the beginning. It's literally one of my favorite non-stories of all time because I stretched toward in like the first 20 minutes for a second and just happened to glance over at him. And he was looking down with like his hand on the side of his face and just embarrassed of what was on screen. And then in the second half, I was like, I have to stretch again because I'm curious to see where things are at and looked over and he was laughing at everything on the screen. I'm like, oh, that's good because it would have been the worst thing had the movie ended and he just flipped shit on everybody. (laughs) So I was like, I need to check in this situation because if like a person is thrown, I'm in the area where I'm going to be hit. You're in the person throw splash zone. (laughs) Exactly. The Tommy Wiseau splash zone. So there are a a whole bunch of movie theaters in the... Way too many. Yeah, in in like the the city area and Mm -hmm. the suburbs. And yeah, we... Thank you. Adrian was the one who got us uh, the email addresses for some press contacts here. So Brock and I have been going finally like to some finally we've been here six weeks like we but but we've we've been you know keeping up with what we were doing in LA to a small degree and some of the screen I I thought that everything would be within the city limits but like we're going to screenings in is Lenexa a place yes yeah Lenexa uh, Lee over by me yeah, yeah yeah we've been going to to screenings in suburbs and I'm like we have to drive like 20 <laughs> minutes to go to a suburb to go and to then a we check ourselves and then I realize like I like Again, 20 minutes to go to a screening is yeah. what we had to go to to the neighborhood movie theater if we drove there. So, so in we, LA. we fucked up our first one. We went to see Dan Stevens. They in, fucked it up. <laughs> we went to see The Man Who Invented Christmas, uh, which is the story of the writing it's, of it's a Christmas Carol. It's Shakespeare in Love, but about a Christmas Carol. <laughs> and Dan Stevens is beautiful. He's a pretty man. He's a very pretty man. Wait, uh, is it Christopher Plummer? Yes. Who's, who's Scrooge? Yeah. Or, or wait, is it Christopher Plummer as Kevin Everyone's Spacey? Christopher oh, yeah, Plummer Kevin now. Kevin Spacey so. was Scrooge, and then they were like, mm, fuck that. No, the <laughs> yeah. ghost of Kevin Spacey as Christopher Plummer as Christopher, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. It is it is the most Hallmark movie level thing, where uh, it, it was also great because Dan Stevens, who mm. we've seen on shows like fine? Legion, like be like actually neurotic, tried to do oh, this sort of like... Oh, he didn't blink the whole movie. Yeah, it was this sort of like family neurotic, like I just... My pen quill is out of ink. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, you're very pretty. Uh, but we left the screening of this, which... And the last, the last, uh, like, the last act of it was... It, it was fine, and then the last act of it was awful. It was all, all just of the characters awful. from A Christmas Carol rebel on him, but he has to finish the book in time. Well, <laughs> which would blah, 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 blah. be an interesting... I mean, read my review at themarysue.com. Oh. Like, but, like... I don't know. That would be interesting if those ideas had played. There, there were seeds of ideas in there about like maybe mental illness or anything about like yeah. him finding these characters in his mind of like who's in control. But no, at the end, it's just suddenly all the characters rebel, and anyone that hasn't been mentioned in an hour, like we we learn that his wife is pregnant uh, in the first uh, like second scene, and then they mention it exactly ninety minutes later, and that is it. Like everyone I, gets. I, tied I, up I knew I'd lost Viv at a point where uh, he had been <laughs> such a dick to his wife that he dismissed the girl that was a servant oh. that he stole the story from. Who and, did and, not uh, even have an IMDb credit. She was like the second biggest female... She was the biggest female character, did not have an IMDb credit. They just didn't She's just know an Irish orphan that tells him yeah. the idea of like, what if ghosts come at Christmas? And he's like, ghosts at Christmas, you say. Hmm. <laughs> but, then, but then the next scene is her going like, no, you can't possibly do that. Just general disbelief. He, and then he literally goes, I'm a white man. And mm-hmm. that, that oh, so yes, you saw it. You saw it. <laughs> yeah. I, and 
And anyways, but the screening. Yeah. Uh, so it was fine. And yeah. then the last act of it was awful. Uh, we're, we're, it was, we're, we're it was two an of a- four people. <laughs> it was an AMC theater with four people in it. And Brock and I were two of them. And then the press person was standing outside the theater and asked us what we thought of it, which mm-hmm. I've never been asked outside I, we've, of a we've press We've been to press screenings. And, and I don't know if you know oh, this, the yeah. way that press screenings, the rest of the world go, press comes and watches and then they go home and they write things and that's it. But outside of this one, the press person was like, hey, what'd you think? And wouldn't break eye contact. So I just kind of made a face. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I'm going to have much of a future in the press community here. Uh, I, I've you you did not just make did. a face. Well, I made a face and then I said, and then I watched it. That's enough She wouldn't break eye contact. <laughs> and she, well, she responded to that by saying, so that's a no. And I said, and then we walked away and then Brock went back and apologized for me. Yeah, I went like, back I to be like, need him we too. both like Dan Stevens. Let's be clear yeah. about <laughs> This is new to us here in this city that you call. But it got pretty great reviews. So I don't know. Go but see it, it if it, you want. It was also <laughs> weird because the it was four people. The other yeah. two people were outside the theater and sat to engage with her and to tell her. Uh, sort of their their headlines of what Did they were going to call I walked, it. I walked away yeah. after one guy I said, called ah. One guy called it the worst Hallmark movie, but then he was like, but here's all the things I liked. And he was like bullet pointing. So when you were like, bah, and then went away, I was like, okay, so I just got to let him know that we're actually going to write something. <laughs> we'll, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation about this. <laughs> Otherwise, because yeah. I know I know the people who you are, who you're talking about. Yeah. So I can't say. Oh, good. You, usually they, like I learned last week at the critic screening of The Post that there's somebody who... Which we need to find out who... And you saw The Shape of Water, right? Like, you have a contact that we don't have. Give us have your stuff. We, Give it now <laughs> no, on I the got air. A screen, I got a screener for, for the, the Shape of Water. Uh, uh, do, you have, do you have that? Get, why didn't you In bring it? In your car right now? No, you You're don't, going we to don't give me a trouble. Those. You're we not supposed to share those. He shook his read, head. He doesn't. Read, He's not willing to share. I read the thing that shows up we'll on the front later. and it says, we know where you live. <laughs> if you give this to someone else, it's not at your address. There's a GPS tracker on the screener. There's a person that's that's at the Cabela's with the a gun pointed at me if I then take it to another place. I On the top of the climbing wall. And he yeah. never said he'd give it, so we're fine. That's, that's <laughs> not, yeah. It's exactly what was said. I don't so you saw a screening of the post. And, uh, was it great? Was it very important? Was it so important? Was it so important? Was it just like so important? The, that made the you post feel? is a, a Steven Spielberg film. It's Steven Spielberg, to- Tom Hanks, and Meryl Streep. It's the most important movie that's ever been made. Talking about bringing down Nixon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's okay. God damn it, man! Where? No, 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 no. It's it's true, and I, you, you can't really technically go into a ton about it. This is right. going to drop on Friday, right? The who knows? Who know, Who could ever know? Hope. Uh, oh no, no, no! Be, yeah. Because the the sixth is the d- December sixth is when that's the, the embargo. The full embargo. They've already lifted. Is, the, so don't say the anything. Social, they can't go before that. The social media oh, embargos well, are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's give, fine. Give they've done that. Give, give us so, your well, tweets. The, the tweet that I mentioned is that the the movie's incredibly timely. Yeah, it's yeah. incredibly wordy, often to to a plus, but it feels muddled. Yeah. at many points. And Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. He's mm-hmm. he's good. He's solid. Uh, Meryl Streep does her current day Meryl Streep thing. Which is like Ricky and the Flash. 
Um, Did she sing? She no, because she's nah. got. She, this is more <laughs> Devil Wears Prada because she has glasses, so she fumbles oh. with the glasses. But she she has several moments that are pure Meryl that you're like, you're the only person who can get away with that moment. Yeah, because of everything you've done in your career. Yeah, because there's literally a moment where she just makes a hand motion that's essentially she can talk do that. to the hand. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that was delightful, and you're like, oh, well, I'm saying that because I want to be watching it right now. Yeah, but the best the the. The thing that I signed off on and the mm-hmm. thing that I think a lot of people are going to to take away from the film, and that you're going to see a lot of people who are like, I've been telling you to watch Better Call Saul for years, <laughs> uh, but it, it is... <laughs> for Odenkirk? Odenkirk is yeah. the best thing in the movie. I am There's... so glad we're having... I want to call it an Odenkirk, Odenkirk, Odenkirk renaissance, Odenkirk. but it's yes. not even... He's no. finally finding his heyday. Well, no, people are, people, people are giving him a chance to do it. Yeah. yeah. difference because he's always been... Had his fingers in so many pies. Yeah. But this... His part of the movie feels more akin to, like, uh, All the President's Men. Yeah. Fun. Oh, and that's good. what's hello. <laughs> but that... I want to watch him like do a Broadway ver- like a, a stage version of that. Yeah. I want to watch him. But in but every he play is because he's now. he's the one who's who's deep seated and and he's the one who's doing an investigative side to the, <laughs> to it, and he is the best. It's there's always like one to two performances a year that if somebody doesn't get nominated for it, then that's how I know that the system's broken. Right. And this year I've got one male and one female. Yeah. That who's, I'm your, like, who's your woman? Uh, Rebecca Hall. Oh, for... Nice. Yeah, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Which I still haven't seen. She <laughs> is She is so good in it. And there's mm-hmm. no conversation that you can have about the movie that doesn't press upon how wonderful it is to have a female character that's that intelligent, strong... And, and assertive. And, and now I can only see Bob and Odenkirk being like, okay, look, if we don't run the story, <laughs> say something in the 10 seconds. One. <laughs> this this but, feels no, like a, a really interesting year to me. Be, yeah. I don't know if I'm just in... I don't know if I'm just in tune with different things because like I used to, I used to be like the LA critic for um, Pajiba. And so I, I saw all the Oscar season movies. So I saw all the Oscar bait that was not as good as it wanted to be. Well, this year we both moved from politics in, from from pop culture into politics. But (laughs) what I'm getting at is that like, I don't know if I'm just not in tune with what is out right now. But this is the first year I can remember in a long, long time where a all the movies that came out in November and December either are good or movies that I cannot wait to see because I believe they're actually good, not because I believe they'll just be up for Oscars. It feels like a very un-Oscar bait season, and I feel like you know if I'm wrong or this, not. This <laughs> movie... Is, I mean, but this movie seems like an outlier among like Lady Bird, The Shape of Water. Um, the, the post, the post is your classic Oscar right, movie, but it seems like an outlier this year. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just the only one on my radar. But like again, like Lady Bird, Shape of Water. Yeah. What else coming out this week? There's so much coming out this um, week and next week. I'm trying to think. Three billboards. Just yeah, came three out. billboards. Like this. But, feels... th- but that's gotten so much. I don't. Where are we at with three billboards? I haven't looked in the last day because now I've seen other people who are who are having the other shoe shoe drop. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But right. it's something they're, that they're I reacting can't... and being like, "Well, this doesn't do black people any favors." Yes. Oh, the Cohen brothers aren't great for people of color. It's that's not amazing. Cohen <laughs> it's not Cohen oh, is it? No. 
It's Martin three McDonough. Billboards. Oh, Martin McDonough. Yeah. It's, oh, who it's a, I... It's a, it's a foreign who... That, who that's, that's yeah, the Martin one thing McDonough that I, I love, but also yeah. he's... Which, yeah. <laughs> which hilariously, what I was uh, tying oh, that into like was that like when we first started dating, uh, my wife tried to explain to my family what Oscar bait was. No, and, you, uh, did, you did. Well, yeah, through yeah. me. Uh, and yeah. what it was about was that they were just fucking head over heels for the film Unbroken, directed by oh, Angelina Jolie, that's what I thought which I thought was of. written by the Coens, <laughs> which I never knew. And and they were like, well, why wouldn't we just like a good movie? And I was like... But isn't it, you should know that like sometimes good movies are made for the most saccharine of reasons. Like, yeah. But it was a good movie. And like it left me in this weird lurch where I was like, I, okay, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah, they tried <laughs> yeah. to make a good it's what the fuck is wrong with me, maybe, then? Yeah. Like, the <laughs> well, no, Oscar no. Bay movies are manipulative. If they manipulate your feelings and you feel those feelings, then isn't it yeah. a successful movie? <laughs> no, no, the, the, the most interesting thing will be when they announce the Oscars <laughs> soon, because Kansas City, for those who didn't know, Kansas City used to be where the home office of AMC Theaters right. was. It was here... Uh, downtown for many years in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and they built a theater, um, which was, well, they reconverted the Main Street Theater to be their state-of-the-art theater, which they opened around 2009, because they had the home office right over there, and then they went through the process when they were selling it to a foreign country, and they realized, well, we're technically like the North American headquarters, because now we're owned by a company in another country so we don't necessarily need to be where the rent's really high but we did just open this theater so what are we going to do with the theater oh the alamo draft house has come to to take the building over from us which is which the, the alamo reason. here when we came out here uh at right after our wedding on yeah. our honeymoon was one of our big sells because like our la alamo is not coming anytime soon <laughs> no they keep no. saying it is but it, and, it's and when we came out here on on yeah. on honeymoon we went to a movie party which we'd never been to an alamo movie party yeah, before and it was clueless. for clueless oh. and we still have uh, us and the ravens Bi- it was awesome uh biv's mom does uh this sort of art that uses stuff that is it, it's uh, very it's like postmodern three it's not found art it's like postmodern 3d sort of like uses dolls like the Barbies and Legos and this kind of thing. And she did a Wonder Woman thing for a bit. Yeah, she, uh, she made me a, an art that's up in my office. So I just I have this bag full of stuff from our weekend that includes like the, the, the glow pen. rings and, and, and stuff. And they're like pens with pens feathers, with feathers on the top. Yeah. Like, you know, nice stems. It's so weird yeah. that so much of our wedding weekend is based around this fucking clueless party screening. I think no, it's that's, great. That's but it, but it's it's here in Kansas City yeah. because AMC fucked up basically, and we're just like, oh, we spent all this money and now we don't need this this theater. But they have there's two, like the AMC is is the main amount of theaters that there are yeah. in town because there's like six or seven of those. And the funny thing about part of the reason why there's so many theaters in town is because you have one that's over in what's called Prairie Village, which is on the edge of <laughs> Mission Hills, which is right before you get to Ward Parkway. Uh, and so it's just people who live in houses that are close to a million dollars that then, as you go on, end up becoming millions and millions of dollars. Right. People but who live in Prairie Village houses I, shouldn't I, throw million Prairie. dollar stones at anyone. I mean, they can because they have plenty, but sure. Yes, they've got. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, when the shift was was coming on with uh, AMC, when they were getting ready to switch over, um, they ended up releasing their CEO of the time. I believe his name was Peter Brown, 
And he ended up having a buyout clause at the same time that they were getting rid of him. And he and a couple other people who were leaving the company said, you know what would be the greatest thing to do if we opened our own theater and said, fuck you to AMC. And so they opened a little three screen uh, movie theater that then had a restaurant on the side of it and had a state of the art concession stand where you could buy beer and a whole bunch of different stuff. But it was just basically... We don't want to go to AMC because that's the closest thing that's to us. Right. So why don't we just build a movie theater <laughs> that's really close to us, that's in an area where no one would discernibly look and see that there is a movie theater. Right. Just like if you go over to, even though it's on the Kansas side, if you go to uh, 95th and uh, Mission, there is a, a cool indie um, theater, which you'll go to for mm-hmm. some screenings, that's called Glenwood. And it's literally in like a strip mall and they've got an entrance in the middle of it. And you go down these stairs and then there's a five screen theater that's on <laughs> on the second floor of this strip mall. Well, when I moved to L.A., I had to learn not to judge things based on their position in a strip mall because that was like the best sushi restaurants or anything is in strip malls in L.A. Yes, but again, that's mm-hmm. L.A. So that's, yeah, well, no, that's but difference. well, uh, going there from anywhere else, you judge strip malls. So <laughs> I don't I don't harbor anything there. Our strip malls get torn down, basically, is what happens now. And rebuilt so. as mega churches. Exactly. Or lofts. I'm waiting for that to happen on what used to be called uh, Medcalf South. Because there was a giant shopping center years ago. And right now, all it is is just a, a Sears. Like, you see where there used to be an actual mall, and everything is torn down. And there's just this Sears in the middle of this giant parking lot. <laughs> and there's only, like, ever two to three cars that are in the parking lot. But... What has happened in my hometown of Salina is that uh, our mall there is is dying. Uh, the Sears shut down, but the Sears Automotive Center is still alive. So th- there's a giant block of the mall that is just ghost land now. And then at the very end of it, on a side that does not face to where anyone would come in, so you have to go around back, yeah. there's a place where your tires can be changed. And it's just like, wait, how is this thing still here? It's like if uh, the DVD part of the blockbuster video, yeah. well, the, the vestigial like part of it was still alive somehow. So, so you, are, you are part of this uh, film world, and you're a film critic, and you yes. do this stuff, uh, and you are around these places. This has been a fuck of a year for the politics of the people in this world. Yes. Uh, so can I ask, yeah. and I don't, sure. I don't know if you can talk about this, if you're an employee or if, or if you want to, but can, I, I have to admit that like, I feel kind of bad. I love going to the Alamo, but I feel kind of bad giving them my money with how poorly they've, from my point of view, how poorly mm-hmm. they've handled some of their stuff this year. And you attended Fantastic Fest, which is an extension of... He's looking at me, but he's talking to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's something you want to talk about, but like, do you, can you tell us what's going on with the Alamo? Like from, well, from, just, the, going from on the inside. What's going on with you? Don't, yeah, don't, well, yeah, no, but like, no, no, no. Can I, what, yeah. what, what is it like for you working with the Alamo? Um, well, it's, it's different, first of all, because we're... We're in Kansas City. We're not. Yeah. We're not in Austin. So it would it would be different with the way that that it affects. And sure, it's something that people talk about and mm-hmm. have brought up. But it's one of those that, uh, unless it was something that they were constantly getting emails about, like every single day, it's not something that people are talking about because they're worrying about what can we do to make sure that we're bringing people to the Kansas City location. Because mm-hmm. if we can't do that, then it doesn't matter what's going on anywhere else because this place is going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And because like 
there are way too many theaters in Kansas City, but then there is a very strong, very great uh, film community. And because of lots of the other events that they have at the Alamo, it ties into that film community. Mm -hmm. So it's a completely different view. And there's, I don't hear everything that's that's happening there. It's not really something that anybody necessarily. Oh, you're knows not of. Tim League. No, oh. I'm not. I'm not. Right. Yeah. Well, um, then why are we talking to you? Well, I, I, I apologize, but I mean, let me just say we would not be talking to Tim League. I don't. Tim League. Uh, I, open I invite for might. the podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I'm, I'm say? gonna. I'm gonna put it out there. Tim League has an open invite for the podcast. Brock has very wide eyes. How are you? How are you doing, Brock? I can you make conversation with anyone, um, Adrian. But, but no, I mean, but that's that's the thing, and it's one of those talking to people in in different cities that even different cities in Texas, it's the same type of way. Is that they're more focused on the film community that they have mm -hmm. in, in that city. It's like if anything comes out, if there's anything that we can react to, if there's anything that we can release, we'll do that. Yeah. But we're focusing on more so doing that, and we just had a turnaround recently here in Kansas City where we went through a period where we didn't really have um, a creative manager and they just announced who the new creative manager hmm. um, is going to be for the location. So I'm really excited for it. Um, I can't pronounce her last name because I'm terrible at last <laughs> names always. You, you can have the craziest first name. I will get it every single time. What's your last name? I'm just like, fuck, I'm not going to even try because I don't want to insult you. Um, so, like, your last name is Will Born, right? Yeah. Or Craig? Yeah. No. From Will the Born, Old so, English, Born yeah. of Will. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, but, but, yeah, but they, yeah. Uh, her name's Amber, and she she's somebody that they hired, or they moved up from the inside, because she hosted several movies, but she's also a runner at the theater. And so, like, when they told me a couple days ago, oh, this is the person that they made, or they moved up to create a manager, I'm like, oh, my God, that's mm -hmm. exciting. So I was talking to her today. To, to fill in for people, uh, the runner at a is at a Is like house. a waiter, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You can, at any point in the movie, the uh, you can put right. up, like, a piece of paper and say, like, I'm ordering food or a drink, yeah. and somebody runs by, they grab it, they bring oh, it out. Oh, that's where that comes from. A runner. Yeah. Well, it would if, not if they for ran, our but they they walk so coolly because everyone that works there is so cool. We put a, we put in an order for a bottle of wine at one point, and we were halfway through the movie, and I went into the kitchen to be like, "Hello." Okay, now we're just filing complaints. <laughs> oh, this on was our podcast. this was at yeah. twenty eight days later, um, so I was just doing gyms oh. like, yeah. "Hello, what, is anyone what, there?" <laughs> what what you're saying, I I I connect with because like I started this by saying. You've met me. Yes. I'm the kind of person that um, shouldn't go to the Alamo. I should be taking a stand. Mm. I should not be giving them my money. We have given them a lot of money in the six weeks that we've come here. And part of that is, and I'm not saying that this is right or wrong, but a big part of that is that it feels like we're giving our our money to the Kansas City Alamo, to this place yes. we love. Very and much and so. not even like, I don't know, I know like you and we met a couple people there, but it feels like this is it feels like a small business mm -hmm. in Kansas City that we love. And I know that there's some hypocrisy for me there of because I am the kind of person that like looks at where my money is going to and um I don't support a lot of the things they've done over the last year yeah. and a lot of the ways they've handled their own uh internal 
uh, position in our current reckoning of, of sexual harassment and assault claims, and I won't go into it. Google it uh, if you need to. Um, but uh, you've written stuff on that, haven't you? I have written. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh. She's on the oh. Google oh. the Mary Sue sexual harassment draft house. Vivian Kane. Anything will make you sad. There's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to be sad? Uh, look at my work. Um, <laughs> can, so, can I try? Can I try yeah. to make you feel a little bit better? Yes. Yeah. Do. Okay. Um, it, it started with the the person who was the the previous uh, creative manager, mm-hmm. who is now uh, I believe his title is like director of programming or something with B and B theaters here in town. So he's he's moved on to another one and he's mm-hmm. doing lots of the same stuff through them. Uh, but uh, he was good friends with the guy who owns the Screenland Armor and, and which Cascade. we still haven't been to, but are uh, big hubs of the film community yes. here in Kansas City. And they're both they're both locally owned, and they they do great. But they would talk back and forth because mm-hmm. there would be certain uh, movies that people at the Alamo wouldn't get to like see at the indie industry showings that they would have in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam- oh, like how they promote the Florida project before every fucking screening, but didn't open until at the Alamo until like a month. She later. was very mad. I about got this. so mad. Okay, okay. Okay, no, it's it, it's not it's not their fault. That that's I don't again, care. That, that, I want to be mad at someone. That, that's again. That's part of the the deals that they make with certain theaters. And if they've like, okay, we're giving you a, t- a two weeks, you're going to show mm. this exclusively, and then we're going to open it up to other theaters. Well, couldn't just, they say just, that? I fucking the apologize to my wife. Just apologize to my wife. I, I, I apologize apologize. because it. it, it's that other theater's fault. Because you know after that's the first, never enough. After the first week, they say, oh, we want to have it for a third or fourth week. And they tell the other theater, Oh, sorry. Because you're within this many miles of the I, other theater, you just, can't. Have we it. we went to the draft house like a bunch of times in like two weeks, and before every yeah, the be- first two be- weeks we were here, every, we were there every night. <laughs> before every movie, they would be like, "Draft house recommends the Florida Project." I'm like, I and by draft house recommends, I mean they, they they cut their own trailer, yeah, yeah with, with like birth movies, death people to yeah, be like, "No, like, no come see this movie." We <laughs> cannot recommend people. this movie enough. Can't tell yeah. you when, but like you want to see it. And then it wasn't there. They have it. Now. They have it now. They yeah. showed it. The th- they had a Thursday night screening before the Friday it opened. Yeah. And we couldn't go because we were going to some other screening that Thursday night. And then it didn't open there on Friday. Had I, had I known <laughs> that she was so angry about this. I'm I so would, angry. I would have had her over to watch the screener that I've God had for a couple it. weeks. Which you're never going to give to us because that's illegal. That's why I said you could come over <laughs> yeah. and, and watch it. I still need to watch it. I've got so many that I've that It's I'm important to state for people listening in who are tired of the bullshit that they've just listened to. <laughs> We've had this what? very wonderful time uh, where uh, you introduced uh, the Danny Boyle 28 Days Later, mm-hmm. which is uh, for two years of our relationship. She was just like, I can't wait to rewatch that. And I was like, it's one of my favorite. It's one. I, I, I was in a band in Salina that at that time agreed to play a show in Wichita, Kansas. It was the first <laughs> indie film I'd ever seen. And we went down there and uh, our ska band played heavy metal Mondays in Wichita so that we had an excuse as high schoolers to go to Wichita to see this movie. And my bass player uh, smoked up in his car on the way down. So he sat behind me at 28 days later, uh, sucking on his fingers uh, because he had uh, pizza taste on them. So behind my head the entire time I saw my new favorite movie of all time, I just heard... Don't do it. Just a weird, like, sucking finger sound. Like, (laughs) I was like, it made it so much weirder. This is so great. Uh, So we got to see that. We went to see Shaun of the Dead as a movie party with you, (laughs) uh, where you helped us to get 
uh, seats that were next to each other. Uh, we went to a screening of of the Bad Moms Christmas this year. There was a rowdy party screening, which is something that they do where... Uh, you can no- talk during Notoriously, it. <laughs> uh, the Alamo Theater does not let you leave your cell phone on. At these mm. things, your phone can be on. You can do stuff. And surprisingly... <laughs> Everyone was still just normal people at a screening, except for like one woman at the back of the room that just kept going like, "Woo, <laughs> the Manny!" Like, he, well, yeah, the Manny <laughs> kept taking his shirt off. Yeah, so. he was yeah. fucking hot. It's fine. <laughs> it's but, but it's, back, it is this great place to yeah. be, and every yeah. every screening we've been to there has been so professional and nice and good, and everything is so. But well they kind of like their the the hosts that they have aren't just like, "Hey, let's get the random person off the street." They're let's pe- get Adrian. <laughs> But they, <laughs> <laughs> thank. Well, you do the hosting, yeah. yeah. But but then they also like one of the reasons why I got into it and was interested to do it was I saw friends of mine who were doing it all the time, and I'm like, that's something that I have a passion to express to mm-hmm. people. And so, um, do you get to pick the movie? It's it, it's they're trying something right now since they're in between and they're getting ready mm-hmm. uh, to have a new creative manager. They've got a new way that they're trying to do it, where they have a sign up. That's basically, here's all the days that they've got uh, events. Here's the ones that are unpaid and are paid. Um, and then it's kind of a first come, first serve. Sign up for several, but don't j- grab a whole bunch of them. Otherwise, <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. And then they have alternate spots, but there's a handful of us. Like There's only about five or six of us who host, so it's easy if there's a several things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but they pick the movies? Yeah, we, we yeah. usually uh, get to, or, or at least we did for this month. Um, so, and, and what people that haven't been to an Alamo might yeah. not know is that, like, previous to any movie, there's 30 minutes of, like, all this, like, old-timey footage that people yes, cobbled together mm-hmm. that, uh, like, before 20 Days Later, it was all these weird old zombie things cobbled together from, from old, like, film strips and stuff. And yeah. then you come up on stage and, and you... Don't introduce yourself by name and then proceed to start half the time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But like, it's such a fun, like way to like engage the audience, but Mm -hmm. also to like, be like, we're a community about to watch this thing in this way. And like, we, we went to see the, the thing projected in the same way. And the guy was like, let's all just like acknowledge like, this is fucking cool. So yeah, you, it's basically, you're the hype man for for the movie and we take it one step further. Um, Because the Alamo Draft House in Kansas City is one of, I think, three of all the locations in the country that does a a film club. Mm. And that's every two weeks. They have a showing that's $5. Everybody watches the movie. Uh, They get up beforehand and and pose because they always have a picture that that they take that they then send to the studio saying, look how much fun everybody's having seeing your movie. Because then we get lots of movies in advance. Like, we got to see... Uh, Ingrid Goes West like a mm. month before everybody else nice. because it was at the film club. There were several And you had to take a see. selfie at Ingrid Goes <laughs> yeah. West. Well, everybody was doing the prayer hands emoji or, or <laughs> awesome. peace sign for it. Um, but there's all these movies that we've gotten to see like in, in advance. And there was a snafu that we were going to do uh, The Square and it got changed. So they're doing uh, Better Watch Out, mm. the, the indie home invasion movie that... Mm. Um, has been out on VOD, I think, for just like a month or two or something like that. But they they then, after everybody watches the movie, they get together in either the bar or the lobby area and they discuss the film to engage everybody. And it's like, okay, what did you like? What didn't you like? What do you think there should be more of? What did you take away mm-hmm. from this film? And just engage in, in everybody. And it's 
it's really fun to see different people because you've got people who come to these who are between the ages of like 18 to 65. Mm-hmm. No and, one over 65, though. Well, I don't. That'd be gross. Well, it's death panels. <laughs> they, the, the movie starts at sometimes like 8 to 9 o'clock, and they're already asleep by then. Wheel of Fortune is over. That, that's how people, people live. Like, Adrian, as a person no? that writes professionally about movies and is talented and smart and good, and not the sort of person that would murder the elderly. <laughs> I never said anything about Or share your screeners, because that's illegal. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But, but uh, what I was originally saying <laughs> is that they, they work hand-in-hand. Hand. Alamo works hand-in-hand hand with the independent theaters in town. Mm. And there were several times that uh, Adam Roberts, who owns the two theaters, would contact the creative manager um, at the Alamo and say, I just saw this movie. I don't know if you guys have it set to play but you need hmm. to pick it up because it's going to play like gangbusters. Hmm. And even that's if all you want in a movie theater chain. Yeah. Well, but, but it was like, it was once that they, because the Alamo will play like bigger stuff and smaller stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's certain times that if he, he sees something like the movie was one that, yeah, it played everywhere, but he's like, he was like, I enjoyed it more than I thought. I know that, other people might feel differently, but it's one that it's going to play to crowds and it's going to get more people in. It was Annabelle creation because he ended up seeing it, <laughs> seeing it like two and a half months in advance. And he's like, this is a movie that people are going to go see and they're going to get more people to Look, come and do see Do you it. love dolls? Do you love being haunted? <laughs> do you love haunted dolls? Yeah. Annabelle. So Adrian, where can yes. people find your stuff online? Uh, they can find my tweets, which I guess are sometimes interesting <laughs> at sure. uh, yo, Adrian Torres. Um, which was one because, you know, my name's Adrian. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And I thought about changing it after stuff that happened a couple weeks ago, but that's an entirely different <laughs> conversation. So, oh, we're his, not, his name was on the list if you didn't know. We're not that, bringing so. it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're um, going to end here with... Uh, Boom Howdy. Boom Howdy is the, the site where I write. Um, I suggest if you want a piece to start with, please read my three billboards review. I'm very proud of it, and I make sure to point out Everything that's in it, even that was all I was about to ask cool. about was okay. yeah. was that yeah. Was so your everyone take on three billboards. Well, oh, well no, I, his his writing that he feels like is something that's uh, prescient, and this seems like it. Like that's the movie. Yeah, that yeah. movie's on top of everything, and you you have an opinion, and it's there. So, and, and I think I tried to to tackle it in, in a very open way, not so much spoilers, but saying, "Hey, this these are things that." are great about the film. You can easily look at them in this light, but if you're looking at them in this light, you're, you're passing over so many other things that, that are in the movie. And that's one of the issues that's, that's going on specifically with Sam Rockwell's character. Who, sure. Who is, is very big. Viv, do you have a recommendation for people this week? Pop culture wise? Oh, um, Ladybird. Go see Ladybird. Oh great. God Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brock, what about you? Uh, please see Ladybird. Uh, you haven't I, even seen it. <laughs> I, I haven't, but I saw the look on your goddamn face when you came home from it, so I know it's important. Uh, Highest, best ranked movie on Yeah, uh, freshest time? rated. Like, it's not the best movie, but it just, as of the last time I checked, didn't have any negative reviews and more positive reviews than Toy Story 2, the previous record holder. Brock, where can people find you online? I'm Brock. I'm at Brock Wilbur online. And please uh, check out uh, Get Out, if you still have not, or The Big Sick, uh, because these are the two films that should be film of the year. Uh, my number one and two of the year, if you somehow still haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Please rate and review and tell your friends. Bye. Bye.